are here once again in the Boab Studios for another Best of All Possible podcast. <laughs> I am your host, Robert Weathers, and we are here with Panglossian Productions, who, of course, have a love for the weird, the unproduced, the underproduced, and we also love 10-minute plays. And over the years, we've collected hundreds of 10-minute plays, and we want to bring the good ones to you. We might never produce them, but we can at the very least give them a cold read, which we will do for you tonight. Every week, of course, we have a special guest, and this week our special guest is Christina Westenberg. You've been on the show once before. I think that counts as being a veteran. Yay! <laughs> If you listen to our, if you listen to our first podcast, you no doubt remember that. Yay! Yay! Every time we <laughs> Welcome back, Christina. Thanks for having me, Robert. Of course. So you know, um, I have started asking a question of the special guest that's relevant to the play that we're going to read, and so I have a special question for you. Excellent. Are you a baker, Christina? Yes, sometimes. Oh, really? <laughs> so so, uh, what sort of things do you like to bake? Desserts or? Breads or? Desserts. Desserts? I what? made dessert today. You sure did. What did you make? I made pumpkin spice caramel something. I like <laughs> Spicy caramel thing. I'm really excited that you broke up the pumpkin and spice to make sure it didn't sound basic at all. Right. <laughs> it is fall and pumpkin spice is the thing. You're absolutely right. And this will air in October, so that's perfect. Perfect. <laughs> well, we want to thank you for being here today. Uh, today, we're going to read a play called, speaking of fall, The Best Apple Pie in the County by Marjorie Bicknow. Now, of course, there's going to be a few other players. Actually, I think this might be the most players that we've had at the table at a time. I'm going to start to Christina's right with James Jim Dwyer. Hey, Jim, welcome back. Hey. Are you an apple pie fan, Jim? Big fan. Big fan. So are you an a la mode guy, or are you uh, sort of a... Um... I was thinking of a French word for naked, but I can't do it offhand. <laughs> no neat pie. I like the... I like neat. The there we go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Well, welcome, Jim. And to my left, we have Lizzie Thomas. Hi, Lizzie. Hey. What's your favorite dessert, Liz? Gosh, do I have to choose just one? Uh, right okay. now. Oh, one. Right now. Only one. Uh, anything chocolate. Anything chocolate? Anything chocolate. So, like That's chocolate one. pie or chocolate bars? or? Yes. <laughs> and to Liz's left, we have Deirdre Jones. Hello, Deirdre. I should mention that Liz, uh, Liz and Deirdre are making their inaugural appearances here oh, yeah. on the podcast. Welcome, Deirdre. Thank you. So, Deirdre, have, uh, are you a sweets person? Oh, yes. Yeah? What's your favorite? Sweets. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get a general sense from the table here. That's, uh, that's awesome. So... Uh, guys, we're going to be uh, reading the best apple pie in the county, and this is, of course, a cold read. These guys have no idea what this play is about. They don't even know who they're going to be in the play until <laughs> right now. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. I would like to ask Christina to please read Mabel Hipple. Uh, Mabel. <laughs> Mabel Excellent. Uh, Jim, will you please read Ben Hipple? And Liz, will you please read Marion Montrose? And Deirdre? Would you be so kind as to read Mary Schultz? Okay. I will read the stage directions. Ladies and gentlemen, the best apple pie in the county. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Before we continue on, I should say we we sh we should read the stage of uh, the uh, these descriptions. In what are you? T I'm sorry. People are pointing at me. Stop talking to me. <laughs> they want me to introduce myself. I'm Robert Weathers. Hi, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> God, <laughs> God, <no. laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So, uh, Mabel Hipple, this is Christina. She's 45, a plump, bossy, opinionated woman, although she can be sweet as molasses when it serves her purpose. Mabel and her husband, Ben, own the best apple pie bakeries. Ben, that's Jim. 50, Mabel's husband behaves like a typical hen-pecked husband, but in actuality can't be pushed too far. Marion Montrose, a perpetual 35. Henry's sister, Marion, or excuse me, that's Ben's sister. Marion is the host of the popular cable television show, Live Better for Less. She is the famous author of 1001 Ways to Use a Garbage Bag and The Leftover Gourmet. Her line of craft kits is available at dollar stores throughout the nation. <laughs> Sheldon approves. And Mary, 65, Alice's next door neighbor and her best friend. The action of the play takes place in the, the country farm kitchen of Alice McAdams. A round oak tree table with four chairs stands center stage. The table is loaded with covered dishes, cakes, and cookies, but no pies. On the stage left wall is a large roll-top desk and matching chair. Above the desk, pinned onto the wall, are 35 blue ribbons for best apple pie. A Dutch door in the upstage wall leads outside. A second door in the stage right wall leads to the rest of the house. As the curtain rises, the sound of Rock of Ages being sung by a group of men and women to the accompaniment of an out-of-tune piano is heard through the closed door in the dining room. The singing continues throughout the action, segueing from one famous Christian hymn to the other. The door of the garden opens and Mabel enters. She's dressed in all black, including a large black hat with a veil which is currently pulled back. She is carrying a casserole dish. Mabel looks around and assures herself that no one is in the kitchen, then hurries to the dining room door and listens. She seems satisfied with what she hears, unceremoniously drops the casserole dish on the overloaded kitchen table, and begins ransacking the contents of the roll-top desk, then enters quickly and quickly scans the room, races to Mabel, and pulls her away from the desk. What in the hell are you doing? Don't stop me, Ben! You know exactly what I'm doing. Mabel tries to pull away from Ben, but he tightens his grip on her arm. Mabel... We are not ransacking my aunt's kitchen on the day of her memorial service. Can you think of a better time? There are at least 40 people crammed into the house right now. And more arriving every minute. Anyone could walk in here at any time. Jerking her arm away from Ben and returning to the search desk. Nobody's gonna walk in here, Ben. Can't you hear what's going on out there? She nods in direction of the room. They are still singing Rock of Ages. And if I remember what your Aunt Alice's will said, we have another 47... Wait... Nope, 48 hymns to go before anyone stops singing and wanders in here looking for food. This is my chance. I'm going to find that recipe now before anyone else gets the chance to put their mitts on it. Why are you behaving like this? Like what? She abandons the desk and begins opening drawers in the cabinets. Like a flaming idiot. If you're not willing to protect our business, our family business, for Christ's sake, then it's up to me. That apple pie recipe is around here somewhere, and I'm not leaving without it. Picking up a file box from the counter. Did you try looking in her recipe file? Don't be cute, Ben. She'd never put it there. 
Why, that's the first place Sally McCorkle would look. She's been after that recipe since 1980, and I'm not going to let her have it. Mabel, honey, Sally McCorkle doesn't need Aunt Alice's apple pie recipe anymore. Aunt Alice is dead. She's not going to bake another apple pie. After 30 years of coming in second at the county fair, Sally will win the blue ribbon next year in a walk. Yeah, well, Sally wouldn't be above destroying that recipe just so nobody else gets the chance to bake it and ruin her chances. So, what difference does it make? What difference? What difference? If I'd known just how dense you could be, Ben Heppel, I would <laughs> never have married you. That recipe is going to save our company. Oh. <laughs> Didn't we put all of our advertising dollars behind the story of that best apple pie bakeries uses a recipe that's won more blue ribbons than any in the county? And didn't we hire that cordon blue pastry chef to come up with a recipe that's almost as good as your aunt's? And didn't he take it with him when you refused to meet his demands? He wanted to keep ownership of the recipe and get a royalty of five cents for every pie we sold. On top of the 25000 I paid him for his damn recipe. So now we're using my mother's and everybody knows what kind of... stops speaking as the door and the, the dining room opens. Mary Schultz enters. She has a Tupperware cake carrier in her arms and is coming along to just a closer walk with the... Startled, she sees Mabel with her hands in a drawer. Oh, I didn't realize anyone was in here. I just... No, Mary! I was just looking for serving utensils. So many people forgot to bring them when they dropped off their dishes. I know what you mean. Nobody ever seems to realize that you're going to need something to scoop up the ambrosia or cut the lemon squares with. It's odd, isn't it? It certainly is. He gives his wife the look. Mabel, people will be wanting to give us their condolences. We should be going inside, don't you think? <gasps> oh, Ben. I'm not sure I'm ready to. Aunt Alice's loss is so sudden and I, I just mm. need to... You poor thing. I know just how you feel. Why don't you sit right here and I'll make, a nice, make you a nice cup of tea. I'm sure Mabel will be fine in a few minutes, Ben. Why don't you go in? I'll see that she's okay. Now, Mabel, you just sit there and drink your tea. I don't want you moving from that chair until you come to your senses. I mean, gain control of your emotions. Okay, sweetheart? Mabel glares at Ben as he leaves the kitchen. Mary starts getting out the tea things. Mabel pops up from her chair. Let me help. I know where all Aunt Alice's things are. She opens a cabinet door and starts rummaging. You really are in a state, aren't you? I have the tea in the teapot right here. That's where Alice keeps her canning things. Oh, I don't know why she bothered. Did you ever taste her peaches or her jams? Hmm. I know. For a woman who loved to work in the kitchen, she sure was a terrible cook. <laughs> the only thing she was good at was baking those apple pies. I was always after her to show me how she did it. But she just kept saying it was an old family recipe and I shouldn't worry about making bacon pies. I should just enjoy hers. Were you ever around while she was baking? Did she ever show you the recipe? No, no, she didn't. She had it memorized. She'd just get out her bag of silver metal flour, 
That was her favorite. Her apples, some sugar, honey, and shortening. Cinnamon, of course, and start baking. Mabel grabs a pencil and a pad from the counter and is busily writing everything down. Mary has her back to Mabel, both, uh, and both jump, when Marion Montrose, who has been listening from the kitchen door, speaks. Ah, uh, Aunt Alice's famous apple pies. Even after her death, they're still the only topic of conversation around here. Marion, what are you doing here? I'm astonished that you would ask. I am here for my aunt's memorial service, of course. You're here for her apple pie recipe, I bet. Mabel, isn't that... Marion Montrose. Oh. Pleased to meet you. <clears throat> She grabs Mary's unresisting hand and shakes it. Then she snatches the tablet and pencil Mabel is holding and scribbles on it. I'll bet you like my autograph. Here. Oh my goodness. You really are Mary Montrose, aren't you? I always watched Live Better for Less right up to the day it was canceled. And I have all your books, every single one. I got the leftover gourmet and 1,001 ways to use a garbage bag off the, the remainder table outside Walmart. Just... Just last week. Isn't that special? <laughs> Why are you here, Marion? And don't tell me you've come to mourn Aunt Alice. Nonsense, Mabel. I'm here for the same reason you are. To honor my aunt. Whom you haven't seen in 15 years. You're here for that recipe. Well, you can't have it. During the exchange between Marion and Mabel, Ben enters from the dining room. He makes a beeline for the table and the food, examining various items before beginning to lift the lid off the cake carrier Mary, Mary brought in. I'm starving. What have you got to eat that's sweet? He sees Marion and regards her suspiciously. What ill wind blew you here, Marion? Nice way to greet the sister you haven't seen since her wedding. Since the day before your wedding. I didn't attend the ceremony, remember? You're Ben's sister? I've lived next door and nobody ever told me that before. And your name's not even Hempel. Uh, of course, your husband's name is Montrose, isn't it? Is he here? Her husband's name is Kapalski. It was Kapalski. It's Montrose now. Stanley changed it to help further my career. Oh, how romantic. Oh, how <laughs> stupid. Admit it, you're here for that recipe. Yes, I am. I plan to make it the center of my new book, Blue Ribbon Family Recipes You Can Make with Five Ingredients or Less. It was the best way I could think of to honor my aunt's amazing accomplishment. 35 consecutive blue ribbons for her apple pie. The crowd in the dining room breaks into a rousing holy, holy, holy. Oh, Lord. <laughs> there are only a dozen or so more hymns to go. Gotta have something sweet to eat before I deliver the eulogy. I'm going to need all my energy and I can't have my stomach rumble while I'm talking. Did anybody bring some cookies or cake or pudding? What happened to all those apple pies? What apple pies? I took them to be analyzed at the food lab. Didn't do me any good, they were all freezer burned. They were supposed to be served today. Aren't you listening? They couldn't detect any unusual or special ingredient because they were freezer burned. Aunt Alice didn't wrap them in plastic before she froze them. I bought an apple pie. Freezer burned apple pies. What in the hell are you two talking about? Aunt Alice planned her memorial service. All her favorite hymns were to be sung in the order that she liked them. From least favorite to most favorite, and everyone was to get a piece of her blue ribbon apple pie following. 
But now it turns out Mabel sent those pies to the lab for testing. I was trying to get the recipe. I was doing it for you, for your business. You can't sell the best apple pies if you don't have the best apple pie recipe. And for your information, you can't eat a freezer burnt pie anyway. I baked an apple pie, or I baked a pie. There's not enough for everyone, but here, Ben, you should have a piece. After all, you're given the eulogy and you should keep up your strength. Mary opens her carrier, takes out the pie, slices a piece and puts it on a plate and hands it to Ben. He takes it without really noticing. Meanwhile, Marion and Mabel are searching for the recipe while they give each other dirty looks. I got it! Aunt Alice's recipe book. Look, it's full of clippings and handwritten recipes. And they're alphabetized. She starts flipping through it. Apple Brown Betty, Apple Cider, Apple Crisp, Apple... Let us have the recipe, please! We'll pay you ten cents for every pie we sell. What? I sent that frog in his precious recipe packing, and he, he only wanted five cents a pie. We can't give her ten. Yes, we can. She's family. You don't understand. I need this recipe. I'm finished if my book isn't a hit. Ben takes a bite of his pie. Oh, give it up already, Marion. You were always the low-rent Martha Stewart anyway. He's really tasting the pie. Where did pie come from? Mabel, you said Aunt Alice's pies were all freezer burned. They are. They're in the dumpster behind the chemistry lab up at the college. Then why am I eating one of my Aunt Alice's pies? What? What? That's not Alice's pie. That's mine. I baked it in her memory. That's not possible. This is definitely an Aunt Alice pie. The piquant blending of the tastes, the subtle apple flavor, the moistness of the crust. I'd know who baked this pie anywhere. It is! It's a blue ribbon pie! So, you have the recipe. Well, you better hand it over, or neighbor or no, I'll see that you do. That's my recipe you've stolen. No, it's not. It's mine, too. Well, it's joint property. Stay out of this, Mary. You're getting your cut. Ten cents a pie. Leave Mary to me. Stop it, Ben. Don't you know you get more flies with honey than with vinegar? Leave it to me. <clears throat> now, Mary, all you'll get out of that recipe are a few blue ribbons at the county fair. But our business will fold and we'll be bankrupt without it. Now, surely you don't want to see your best friend's children bankrupt and homeless, especially when we'll pay you two and a half cents a pie if you hand over that recipe now. <laughs> what? Uh -huh. But I don't have the recipe. I mean, I have a recipe, but not that one. Honestly. I told you, Mabel, Alice never used a written recipe. I knew it, she knew it by heart. She just put her bag of silver metal flour on the table. That was always her favorite, you know. And started measuring out ingredients. She never opened a recipe book, ever. So where did this pie come from? It's definitely Aunt Alice's. Here, Marion, taste it. See if you don't agree. Marion takes a piece and tastes. I haven't had Aunt Alice's pie in 15 years, but nobody could forget how great it tastes. This is definitely it. But I didn't use Alice's recipe. I used the one on the back of the bag. <laughs> what bag? <laughs> the silver metal. Why, that mix. She... 
That was why she always... What are you talking about? <laughs> I used the recipe on the back of the silver metal flower bag. And so did your aunt, Alice. She used the flower company's recipe? The one on the back of the bag? Nobody uses the one on the back of the bag. I just did. And your Aunt Alice did too, obviously. Mary reaches into the cupboard and produces a bag. See, here it is. It says, make the best apple pie with silver metal flour and our proprietary recipe. We've got it! Got it! Hallelujah! And we don't have to pay anybody anything for it. I guess the business is saved, honey. But but what about me? Come work for us. Be our spokeswoman. You can be in all our television commercials. You'll be famous again. It's wonderful that the business is saved. You should take the flower bag and hold it for keep safe, safekeeping. Thanks, Mary. You're a gem. Ben takes the bag and starts reading. Proprietary recipe. This recipe is the property of the Silver Metal Flower Company and is intended for home use only. Anyone using this recipe for commercial use will be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. He sinks in his chair. We're ruined. We can't use it. That's what proprietary means. She was the worst cook in the county. <laughs> and for years I choked down meal after meal just to get a taste of her apple pie. And it wasn't even her apple pie. What am I going to do now? The singing suddenly stops. Give the eulogy, I guess. Ben gets up, still holding the bag of flour, and walks through the door into the dining room. Mabel, Marion, and Mary follow as lights dim to black. End of play. Yay! <laughs> well done, everybody. So now we're going to enter into the portion of the show where we talk about the play for a few minutes. And I'm going to start with Christina. Christina, let's talk about this set. You, uh, you're a director, so how are you envisioning this set? We do get some, uh, we do get some from the stage directions about where the entrances and exits should be from the playwright. But I'm wondering about the cabinets. What do they look like in your mind? In my mind, they look like my auntie's house with lots of cabinets, very kind of free-flow 1970s <laughs> setup. So you've got the kitchen, but the door from the kitchen into the dining room is kind of a, a swishy door that, that doesn't mm -hmm. close, but it, what's that called? It's a, a swishy a, door. A double swinging door? Yeah, like swishy door. door. Yeah. But, yeah. So, but it does, you know, it doesn't have a lock on it, but mm -hmm. people can go in and out of it very easily. And there are lots of cupboards and there's a big table in the center. And I imagine on that center table where all the food's been dropped, there are a lot of jello molds with <laughs> floating in the jello mold, right? Because that's what you bring to a funeral. Of course. I, yeah, I think you're probably right. What do you think, Jim? What's this kitchen look like to you? Uh, I don't think Ben cares what a kitchen looks like. Uh -huh. <laughs> He's never been allowed an opinion about what a kitchen looks like. He would ask Mabel, how do you think this kitchen looks? In, in, the, <laughs> in, the, in the description, it states that he is he's, uh, typically henpecked but can't be pushed too far. Did you feel like he couldn't be pushed too far at any point in this? 
Well, this wasn't a, a, a pushing scene because uh, he doesn't really care much about his aunt or mm -hmm. uh, about this, this recipe. He's an odd henpecked husband. At least he, vote, he expresses his opinion on a regular basis, contrary to his wife. He just knows he's never going to be heard. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right about that. So uh, what about uh, the two ladies on my left, Liz and Deirdre? I want to ask you a question. This is a really important question. I think you're going to do this play. What does this pie taste like? I was just thinking the yeah. same. Uh, what, what, do you think, what do you think, Deirdre? I think it's like a slice of, of heaven. I would like it with ice cream. Um, but you I think that it's one, those, <laughs> it's one of those pies that is is best when it's warm, fresh, baked, but it doesn't need ice cream because it's just that good. Oh, but but it's better but with it, with even though cream. it doesn't need it. This sort of self-contradicting pie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's better with it, but it doesn't need it. How do you describe this pie, Liz? Oh, yeah, heaven. Just having, mm. like, warm cinnamon, nutmeg, just fresh out of the oven. So, yeah. Yeah, it's like I can almost smell it more than taste it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, heaven. Just heavenly pie. So, uh, in, this, in this play, there are some opportunities, I think, for us to have some really hilarious stage movements, in particular to, like, some... Uh, not quite old people, but uh, upper middle aged people fight choreography. <laughs> and so, Christina, I wonder what would you want this fight, these 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 small fights, to look like? What do you think? There would be a lot of grabbing, a lot of grabbing things, and fighting over like Tupperware or Pyrex dishes uh -huh. as people are, are looking for things, or the recipe box or the cookbook, lots of fighting for the cookbook. And I think when, when um, Marion finds the cookbook, kind of a chase around the table would be appropriate, <laughs> but but not a fast chase, <laughs> at least um, <laughs> Mabel, because she's wearing heels and shouldn't be. And, mm -hmm. You know, she probably trips up on the heels and the carpet that's shag, that's still in the dining room and the table with the chairs, but there would be, there would be several run around the table incidents. <laughs> Anybody want to add anything to that? People seem to me a, a hand slapper. <laughs> you think so? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. My hand, anyone's hand goes in the wrong place. It's going to be slapped. It's sort of, sort of a eh sort of sound coming at the same time. <laughs> so, um, Liz, when, uh, when Marion enters, she makes a show wherever she goes. So I wonder, uh, as, as you read from Marion, uh, Mabel enters, she's wearing black, she's got a black veil that's pulled back and all that sort of thing, but what about Marion? What is Marion wearing to this funeral? Whatever works for Marion. I imagine sequins, like bright, sort of like, for some reason, shoulder pads, like the uh -huh. bright kind of big, like a really big hat, veil, just feathers, everything. Everything, just everything. She's wearing everything. Did you get off the plane from Vegas before? <laughs> beforehand? You know, what about heels? What, so did you say something about heels? What about heels? Oh, the tallest heels. Oh yeah, yeah. She's got to be taller. She's got to be bigger. She's got to be better. I feel like she's got. I feel like she has to be the the opposite of Mary, right? So so what about Mary? What, how how is she looking coming to this funeral? I think that she has probably a very long black skirt on. Uh, with a uh, or black dress with some of the slightly padded shoulders or slightly ruffled shoulder sleeves. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, probably a very modest cut to the neck. Um, some pearls uh, around her neck and in her ears with um, flat, flat, um, comfortable black shoes. 
Uh, maybe for her best friend, she might have pulled out like a little one inch heel. Oh, I see. Maybe. Um, but yeah, very, very low and very, <laughs> very not so showy. <laughs> very classy. <laughs> yeah. So when it comes to Mary, Deirdre, did Mary have the intention of coming into this kitchen to look for anything herself? I wondered that at first. Because it sort of seemed like she was caught off. If you I, can hear that over I, the microphone, <laughs> Sheldon is thirsty, so he's having a drink. Yes. Um, I think that she was coming in there more so to leave something, and she finds some people. Um, I think she was just coming in there to, to leave uh, to leave the dish and maybe tidy up, because I, I feel like she would be the kind of friend that would want to you know tidy up or help out um, if there's a lot of people in and out, a lot of family coming in and out, and mm. she would probably try to lend a hand, because she's, she's been there, I think, with her with her deceased friend, so I think she would be there um, and want to take care of things around there. Sure, sure. So we, we know what Marion and Mabel are coming here to do, and I think everybody knows, you know, <laughs> even as they walk in the door, what especially what uh, Marion is doing there. But what, what about, what about you, Ben? What are you, you're going to get the eulogy. So what, what are you expecting to happen with this funeral? Are you expecting your, your uh, wife to behave like this? Are you expecting her to come looking for this? She's probably talked for many years about Aunt's recipe and how she'd like to get her hands on it, so I'm probably not too surprised. Um, I'm there out of duty. I, it sounds like I've suffered through a lot of meals with, with Auntie. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Just to get at that pie, and uh, now I have to say nice things about her <clears throat> with a flower bag in my hand. And... And, and for Mabel, Mabel, what were you saying to Ben before you came in? That was like 20 minutes ago, Robert. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I mean is, what I mean is, I mean, were you talking about the pies you were coming oh. in? Uh, were, you specific, were you intentionally trying to steer clear away? You know, just sort of this moment before thought with, uh, with your character here. I imagine she's planned this out and he knows it. And he probably knows he can't stop her, so what would be the point? Mm -hmm. And... I think he's probably hoping that she doesn't make too much of a scene, but she seems like a scene maker. That seems to be her MO. I'm going to make a scene. I so. think you're right about that. Well, I want to thank everybody for being here and for reading Best Apple Pie in the County. Uh, I want to give special thanks to Christina Westenberger for being our special guest. <laughs> Christina, we can see you on stage soon. Very soon. Where can we see you? Uh, at the Williamsburg Regional Library in downtown Williamsburg with a Pengalossian production. Yeah! <laughs> All right. Yeah, Called Souvenir, which focuses in on the life of Florence Foster Jenkins, the worst opera singer in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and that'll open in the first two weeks of November. We'll be sure to put a description and a link in, or excuse me, put a link in the description. We want to say thanks to Jim and to Liz and to Deirdre for being here. Of course, thanks to Marjorie Bicknell for her awesome work, and we want to give a special Special thanks to Lauren Watkins and Zodiac Productions. Be sure to click that subscribe button so you get a new play every Monday at 12.01 a.m. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Best of All Possible Podcast.